Welcome to the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com. I am your host, Tyler Martin, and joined with me for another staff edition of the show is Joey Blackwell, here to talk about Alabama's thrashing of the Georgia Bulldogs, talk about the weekend head for, for Crimson Tide on the hardwood, um, and just a plethora of topics around the SEC, really concerning basketball as we, as we gear toward March Madness. Joey, hope you had a good Valentine's Day, and uh, I hope you're ready for you know, another just uh, on, the, on, on paper, on paper, what seems like another great week for the Crimson Tide coming up. Absolutely. You know, Alabama has two, um, <coughs> two more SEC opponents this week. You know, they have Texas A&M potentially on Wednesday. I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, being potential. And then Vanderbilt on Saturday. If Alabama closes out this week 2-0, and and if Arkansas can uh, pick up a loss, then that means Alabama will essentially clinch the SEC regular season title. So um, just uh, a, a lot going on this week in the world of Alabama basketball. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, Alabama, you know, just put up a program record 115 points in an SEC game, uh, you know, obviously against an SEC opponent in Georgia over the weekend. Herb Jones was phenomenal. Four more guys joined him in double figures, including Josh Primo, who scored all 19 points in double figures. Uh, but, Joey, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, if Arkansas, Arkansas has got Florida on Tuesday. They've got A&M on Saturday. Um, if Arkansas loses one of those two games, then Alabama wins the outright title this week. But as long as Alabama wins these next two games, they win at least a share, a share of the conference championship. Because you even go back to even two years ago, Tennessee and Auburn were named co-champions. And I know Alabama doesn't doesn't want that at all. They don't want a co-champion situation. They want to win it outright. Um, so it might actually come down to next Wednesday uh, when Alabama takes on Arkansas in Fayetteville, which would be very interesting. Uh, that would be the 24th in terms of Alabama winning the outright, not just a share. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, Texas A&M this week, Texas A&M's had its last four games postponed five overall by COVID this year. Um, here's the thing. They haven't they haven't practiced either. They've been, they've been on pause for the last two weeks. So when Alabama, if Alabama plays them on Wednesday night and it looks like all signs are pointing to that game actually happening, then, then I mean, you're, you're talking about a team, Joe, and I mean, you you got to be able to have some you know some continuity. You got to be able to be in sync. And that Texas A and M, I just I, I think Alabama would just blow them out of the water, given that there's so much rust for the Aggies. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a shame because Texas A and M, you know, they've got a solid basketball team. But yeah, of course, any team on the in the country, if you haven't been able to play a game in two weeks, and not and not only that, but also not even be able to host practices, you're going to be rusty coming out there. And um, it's it's. It's like you said, all signs are pointing to the game happening on Wednesday. Of course, Oates was asked about it uh, on Friday, and he said that um, the eight the administrators at UA had been in, you know in close contact or not in close contact, just in contact in general with the with the administrators over at A and M. And like you said, all signs are pointing that the game's going to happen. Um, it's it's unfortunate that Texas A and M's first game back is against the top team in the conference right now. Um, but that's just, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And um, it, it, it should be, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, it should be a fun game on Wednesday night. If you're an A&M fan, uh, you might want to turn the game off early. Yeah, and definitely because these two teams play completely different styles, and A&M is, is not very good offensively. Uh, Alabama's, I mean, they're, they're, we saw just what they did though. I mean, the last two games, really, right? They got kind of back on track in South Carolina, broke that 80 point mark. And then against Georgia, I mean, the offensive floodgates really just, um, came open. I mean, 
you know, they shot over 60% from the field. Everybody was hitting threes. Nobody had more than nine shot attempts. Just a really efficient game. And um, Alabama's defense, although it got bumped down to two now in Ken Palm, um, it, it was it was number one for, for, for about four days in the country. So they're really good defensively, obviously. Um, they suffocate you. And, too, I mean, it looks like they're getting their offensive mojo back. So the A&M, Ag- the A&M uh, Aggies, they're just, I mean, they're not, they're, they're playing Alabama at a terrible time for in, from their perspective. But for Alabama, Joey, I mean, this team, so many years, right, they've had these February issues, and we've talked about them a little bit before on here, but it's like, man, they're just, it's not phasing them, right? The moment just isn't phasing this team, and that's a really good sign as we get closer into March and we get closer into SEC uh, basketball tournament time and we get closer to March Madness because – when the stage continues to get amped up, right? I mean, this is when guys are, uh, you know, the pressure really gets to them. And, and March Madness is a time where, where the pressure is jam-packed. But this team, uh, you know, they're doing it without Jordan Bruner. The last two games have been essentially without Jawan Gary. I mean, he got hurt in the first three minutes of the game against South Carolina. So they're doing it without two of their better big men and, and defenders. Um, and it's just really impressive. And, um what they've done all season, right? Even back and bounce, back, uh, you know, bouncing back from this Missouri game. I mean, I've just been super impressed with kind of their resiliency and their toughness, and especially Herb Jones. Especially Herb Jones. Of course, he had a career high, you know, uh, on Saturday, 21 points against uh, Georgia. But also, you know, I want to talk about, you know, and of course, he's also having to deal with that nagging back injury that he seemed to be pretty well recovered from on you know he seemed to be have found his mojo and gotten it back this past Saturday um hopefully he'll continue to play like that in the weeks to come hopefully you know maybe he we can you know he can finally put that back injury behind him but what's impressed me even more is just the players that have been stepping up that maybe were cold earlier this season you know names that come to mind are of course uh senior forward Alex Reese um, this past week, this past week, you know, this past uh, Saturday, didn't have his best game, but the games before that, he was doing, you know, pretty well. Uh, Javon Quinterly also standing up, the sophomore guard. You know, he had 16 points this past week, and I believe uh, against Georgia, and then also against South Carolina, I believe he had, yeah, he had 13 points against South Carolina. So seeing players like that stand a uh, step up, you know, to to take over when when the the team is dealing with injuries, it just shows the depth on this team, which is something that Alabama didn't have last year. And um, it's 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 a good time for Hall, for, you know, for the bench to be peaking right now, or at least not peaking, but to be, you know, getting gaining that momentum heading into March. And we've obviously mentioned Alabama plays A&M on the SEC Network Wednesday night at 8 o'clock uh, from College Station, from Reed Arena. And then they've got Vanderbilt on Saturday. And then they've got number 24, Arkansas. Then they've got to go on the road to Mississippi State that next Saturday. And then they've got Auburn as the regular season finale. And it, from there, Joey, you know, the regular season wraps up for Alabama on March 2nd, to, you know, depending on if there's games or anything before then. And then – the next game would, wouldn't be until Friday, you know, March 12th. So it'd be 10 get 10 their final regular season game until the SEC tournament. And that, that the SEC, you know, has, has mandated that we has thrown a wrench in the plans of him. You know, I don't see a team on this schedule remaining these five regular season games that can beat Alabama outside of Arkansas, right? I mean, Alabama's won twice in the last 15 years in Fayetteville. So that place has been a place of horrors. But what else was a place of horrors, Joey? Auburn was a place of horrors. They went and got it done. Rupp was a place of horrors. Alabama went and got it done. How about Thompson Bowling Arena? Place of horrors. Alabama got it done, right? Um, you know, Missouri hadn't been very welcoming to them recently. I mean, they, they almost erased a 22-point deficit and won that game. 
um, had a great run there at the end. But but really, you look at these last five games, and I mean, I, I just I, I don't see a team beating them outside of Arkansas. Especially the you know, especially these last two weeks or these last two games. I mean, um, you know, the, the game against South Carolina was a close game, but it was also a road game. And Arkansas and South Carolina is one of the best rebounding teams in the conference. Um, and of course, they were able to edge them out at the at the end there. But um, really, really excited about this upcoming game this weekend. Um, should should it should be a fun one. And a road trip to Arkansas is not necessarily concerning. Of course, we just learned just a few minutes ago that Arkansas has crawled back into the top twenty-five. They had a really had a great week last week, um, and they're I think twenty-four now, and um, should be you know it would be a great you know final ranked game of the season for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, and then Auburn too. You look at the the finale there. Uh, I know they're they're honoring the seniors on uh, the game against Vanderbilt this weekend. Um, but really, if you look at it technically, um, the last game in Coleman is against Auburn on March second, and that would technically be senior night. But Auburn, I mean, you know, they were really good at the beginning when they got Shreve Cooper. But now, if you look at their record, their first eleven games without him, they were six and five, and their their last eleven games in which he's played, they're five and six. So it's like when we thought Auburn was really going to take off with him, they just they they never really have. And it doesn't look like they're going to. I mean, they lost to Kentucky this past weekend, and Sharif didn't look his best. I mean, the turnovers are an issue. The outside shooting, the perimeter shooting is is just not good um, by their standards and, and what he's capable of doing. Um, so, so really, like I said, I mean, Alabama, you know, I think best-case scenario is obviously 5-0. and But I think, you know, at worst, I think it's I think they're four and one the rest of the way, right? And that that puts them at twenty one and six going into the, the the conference tournament. And then you know the schedule's favorable there too, right? As the one seed, right? You're going to play either. Uh, I think right now if this this if the tournament started today, I mean Alabama would play the winner of Kentucky and Georgia, right? I mean you just beat Georgia by thirty three, and you've you you beat Kentucky pretty handily both times, right? I mean you beat them by twelve the last time, and you beat them by twenty the first time this season. So. Um, that would be a favorable matchup. And then you look at it the rest of the way. I mean, th- I think the road to a one seed is getting clearer and clearer by the day. Are you talking as a one seed in the SEC or one seed in March Madness? Oh, no, they have the one seed essentially locked up in the SEC. I'm talking about the one seed for March Madness. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely a possibility. You know, if you'd ask me, well, I was asked this on the radio uh, la- early last week, and I said it was most. I'm sorry, two weeks ago, and I said most likely I'm going to be a two or a three seed because I, I, I saw them, you know, having success obviously down the road, but at the same time, I was taking into account that they were in the middle of the slump, and we weren't exactly sure with the injuries when they were going to come out of that slump. Um, now that they're, they seem to be, you know, knock on wood. Now that they seem to be out of this slump and kind of, you know, upward momentum again, you know, Ohio State still has to play Michigan, so that'll knock one of them down, probably from 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 a one seed. Uh, and on and on top of that, you also just have that, an easy schedule for Alabama. And if they do go four and one, if they do win the SEC tournament, you're absolutely right. The road to the one seed is is not incredibly challenging. Yeah, I mean, look at it, right? I mean, I think the only way they get a one seed is if they finish four and one or better the rest of the way here, and if they win all three games in Nashville, that puts them at twenty-four and six. You're a regular season title champion, and you're a conference tournament champion. Um, and that right there, I mean, I, I, 
I think is, is more than enough to get you that one seed because one, the Big Ten is going to be beating up on each other, and you know the the first the first sixteen or the top sixteen teams just came out, and Alabama was right there at the seven. They were the number seven overall seed, um, so they were the third best two seed in terms of the selection committee's eyes. But I, I, th- I mean, you only have to move up three spots to be a one seed in that in that scenario, and I think Alabama has the potential to do that, and. I think a lot of people, maybe some casual basketball fans, Joey, would, would kind of look at that and be like, man, Alabama would be a pretty weak number one seed. But I think I think right there, I mean, think about it. Alabama gets that. They avoid Gonzaga. They avoid Baylor. They probably avoid Michigan because I think Michigan's worthy of a one seed when it's all said and done. You avoid the, you know, avoid the three best teams in college basketball, and y- your path to a title um, gets gets a little clearer, and it gets you know somewhat less challenging. Um, but But I just think, I mean, you don't want to play this Alabama team come March, right? I mean, because they're going to get Jordan Bruner back. They're likely going to get Jawan Gary back by then. Um, this team, I mean, is just absolutely deadly. And they can beat you so many different ways. That's what's so impressive to me. I mean, they hit, what, uh, 17 threes against Georgia, and then they come back and, you know, they they, they can have an off night, right, and, and beat you only hitting six threes like they did against Kentucky a few weeks ago. So, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to me um, the kind of style they like to play and – how either way, I mean, they're going to beat up on you. Yeah, and you know, most bracket projections currently have Alabama to two seed, but of course, most of those projections also haven't been updated um, this week yet. They were all updated last Friday, so interesting to see where they fall there. Um, and 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 you know, you talked about you know this team can win regardless of the consistency on offense and the three point shooting, and you can credit that to Alabama's defense. Their defense has been, of course, great all year. I mean, like you said, like we let off, like you let off the podcast. You know, they have the the number two um, defense according to Ken Palm, and they were number one for a little bit there. And the defense has only gotten better now against Georgia. It was a little lacking. Yes, they scored 115 points, so they didn't need to really have a good defense late in the game. Um, but still, there you know Herb Jones. You know we talked about his 21 points, um, but he also had three blocks in that game. And you, you, they're forcing turnovers. They're getting the ball back, and not only are they forcing turnovers, but they're taking advantage of with the um, on the of those opportunities with second chance points. So. Um, you, you, you know, as much as we talk about this high-powered Alabama offense, we also need to take a look and say it's really their defense that's been getting them there as well. No doubt about it. And I know Oates was obviously frustrated with the defense. He mentioned that, but uh, talked about how great Herb was on that end. But, but too, you know, when you play when you play the pace that they play and, you know, Alabama scoring on almost every possession like that against Georgia um, – it's really tough to to keep that same, especially when you're scoring 115 points. But you look at it, Joey. I mean, I was looking at Kim Palm stats before um, the game against Georgia. Alabama was 36th in, a, in, a, in adjusted offensive efficiency. That game bumped them up 10, oh, 11 spots to 25 in a, adjusted offensive efficiency in the country. Where Alabama needs to be, they need to be in top 20 in both. They're already number two in a, a defense efficiency. But if they're top 20 in offensive efficiency, that gives them kind of the edge to a title. Because you look at it, the, I mean, Ken Palm's been doing this since 2002. Every national champion has finished top 20 in both of those stats. So Alabama's got to find that sweet spot offensively still um, to, to be able to make a run in March. And let me let me ask you this question, Joey. Say Alabama does, you know, finish 5-0 and in the regular season, right? They finish 17-1. and They win the SEC basketball tournament in, in Nashville. And then, you know, as a one seed, they, they beat the 16 seed. They don't pull Virginia. And then they lose in the second round to an eight or nine seed. This season would obviously still be remarkable, amazing, however you want to describe it. 
But I really do believe that over a, a 21-game stretch, what that would be, you'd have 18 regular season games and three games in the SEC tournament, that that would be more impressive than any than what any team could do in March Madness on a six-game run. I mean, it's it's the most impressive thing to me is just the complete turnaround from last year. And it, it's just so remarkable what Nate Oates has done this year. And even, you know, looking forward to next year and that, you know, against Georgia, you know, we, we've been watching, you know, the garbage time minutes from the bench players. You know, we've seen Darius Miles and Keon Ambrose Hilton. Alex Chiku, of course, has been on the bench with his injury, but he'll be he'll be coming in next year to kind of replace Bruner, who has been outstanding this year. Um, it's going to be and <laughs> watch, you know, if you want to get excited about Alabama basketball, watch some film from Chiku from from his high school days. But um no it's it's just remarkable the turnaround and i see this season as a success um even if alabama does lose in the second round of the ncaa tournament um and it's a success because this has really put alabama on the map as far as a basketball program moving forward and what nate Oates has been able to accomplish here with his staff um and you know alabama is far from being considered a blue blood program yet but you know, it's it's a it's a good, you know, kind of glimpse into the future of where Oates can take this team. And, you know, 20 years from now uh, or 10 years from now or however long it takes um, to look back upon this moment as this could be the season that Alabama's basketball program shifted directions. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and for me, I just think, like I said, if Alabama was to, you know, win their next eight games, and, and finish, uh, you know, they would finish what, uh, twenty and one over twenty over twenty one games in the SEC. That to me is a better indicator of the kind of team than some team who could just get hot and win six straight games in March, right? Like, um, and, and that's something that that fans should really relish in this year and just the success on the court and uh, and, and there's really the trajectory, right? You, you mentioned that, Joey. You mentioned. Um, you mentioned Chiku, right? But then you look at it just down the line. I mean, next year they're going to have J.D. Davison. They're going to have Jason Holt. They're going to have Langston Wilson, a really talented signing class coming in. And uh, it's just it, – it, it's phenomenal what Oates has done in less than – you know, this is this is 23 months now at Alabama. Um, this is 23 months coming up. Uh, and, you know, less than two years that are already being talked about as, as a program that's really shifting the dynamic of college basketball. And, uh, and we'll look forward to it. You know, we've got Wednesday night against A&M and then Vanderbilt on Saturday this week. Two, two games at Alabama. If you're going to be conference champion, you're going to go a long way in March. You've got to win these two games coming up. You really can't afford to, to slip up and, and let a team uh, creep in there. A couple other notes around here, Joey. Um, Gus Malzahn being hired at UCF. I know we're switching over to the gridiron right now. But, but kind of an interesting spot. And I really do think UCF got better uh, from, from losing Josh Heupel to getting Gus Malzahn. No, I think that's a great hire by UCF. Um, you know, Malzahn's really been the only coach in the SEC that's been that was a consistent thorn in Saban's side, and uh, I think he'll continue to. You know, I think he'll do really well at UCF. You know, coaching for the team that you know <laughs> beat him in, in in that bowl game that won them the you know air quotes national championship, um, and uh, just a a really great hire by UCF. Looking forward to seeing what he can do in that conference for sure. But yeah, if you if you just look at it, I mean, it's like UCF, right? I mean, you tell them, hey, uh, what if I told you guys that you guys could go out and hire the, the coach who has the most active wins against Nick Saban? You'd be like, all right, we're getting rid of Josh Heupel in a heartbeat, a heartbeat. <laughs> and, and I mean, they didn't even have to do that, right? They were kind of upset about him going to Tennessee, but they ended up getting Gus Malzahn. 
back to more Alabama side of things, Joey. I do want to mention this because I think it's just so impressive. And I, by the way, I hope everybody stays safe because of the weather. I know it's even supposed to get even, I think, even worse on Tuesday. But down in Auburn, Joey, by the way, Alabama in the 2020-2021 school year is 6-0 and against the Auburn Tigers. And it include what Jasmine Walker did to the Auburn Tigers over the weekend. <laughs> 41 points, man. 41 freaking points. And not to mention 15 rebounds in a, in a double-double. Like, just remarkable. She was 6-for-6 six six from the free throw line. She was, uh, I think, 14-for-23 overall with uh, seven threes. Um, just a remarkable effort, especially, you know, on the road. Um, really great performance by her. And let's not forget Ariah Copeland as well. You know, she had 21 points herself, and uh, I think she had 11 rebounds for a double-double. So just a great, great performance from Alabama basketball, women's basketball uh, yesterday. And, yeah, 6-0 and now. Alabama's uh, men's basketball still has one more game uh, to go. And, of course, there's softball and baseball uh, where we'll probably see a loss here or there. But um, so far, so good for Alabama this academic year. Yeah, especially against Auburn, um, and I know the fans really love that. Uh, but Joey, thanks for hopping on here, man. Just just talking a little bit of Alabama basketball and everything else going around the capstone. Uh, we look forward um, to 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 just kind of going on this run. We, you know, guys, we're me and Joey are gonna the rest of the way. We're gonna have you covered basketball. Joey's gonna be on top of baseball as well, and 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 we'll be in Nashville. We'll be in Indianapolis, and uh, we look forward to a really good ride. So, Joey, thanks for coming on here. Absolutely. Looking forward to being there with everybody and you, especially in Nashville and Indianapolis. Awesome. Well, for Joey Blackwell, I'm Tyler Martin, and this has been another episode of the All Things Bama Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and subscribe. Thank you for listening.